welcome to episode 28 of Seagull Social. I'm your host, Maz, and of course, I'm joined by my co-host, Ben and Ryan. And just quickly, boys, I want to just, um, if anyone else watching on YouTube, I am wearing a very, very creasy top, so apologies for that. Um, <laughs> however, however, we are also, another thing to add, we are filming this in the morning, which is very uh, different for us. Um, I'm yeah. still half asleep, which shows you Yeah, if you can tell, my eyes are a lot smaller than they normally should be. <laughs> It's, it should should not be this way. Yeah. So sorry. I'm fine. Yeah, was, I'm literally yeah. alright. Ryan's good. He's had Nothing's his black coffee. For me. You had your black coffee yeah, with, with no yeah. milk or strong sugar. black coffee. All good. I, I'm still. I'm <laughs> yes. still. For me, that's. I have sugar. That's, not one. Sugar, oh, you got sugar. Well, not even one sugar. Yeah, literally like half a sugar, if that. Oh, just a little bit. You really are older than us, you? are a nutter, Mentally, mate. you're so much older than me and Maz, it's mental. Yeah, you're I a think nutter. I'm, yeah, I think my men... I did a mental age test, actually, and I'm like 40-something. <laughs> it just does not surprise me, mate. <laughs> it's mad, it's mad. That's amazing. Right, again, yeah. um, right, let's get into the game then, boys. So, <laughs> on the whole, on the whole, I, I thought we looked really good. Like, it was actually a really strong performance from us. But for some reason, mm. um, Emmy Martinez turned into a prime Gianluigi oh, Buffon, fuck, which... Again. Just yeah, <laughs> absolutely killed us. Do you like, see his Instagram post and his Twitter post? No, what he's like not say? today with loads of. He put not today with all the stop emoji signs. And um, Matty Fair Ryan day. liked the liked the post on Insta. I was no, like, oh, Matty, what are you doing? No, <laughs> he actually. Yeah, he did. Oh yeah, I saw it this morning. What a scumbag! But no, fair play. I, I I think I replied to it like GG, like fair play. Yeah, to yeah. Him, no, he kept your team in that game, didn't he? Yeah, I, yeah. I, some of those some of those saves. I remember was it the one where he saved it like low to his right? I think it was from Welbeck. I want to say. I think that was the one. Yeah, that was good. Like late on. Well, Dan Burns, Dan Burns header. That was yeah, that, that was, was the golden opportunity. Yeah, that, that was top corner that was going cracking save. And what was it? He what made save, nine yeah. saves. He made nine, nine saves. saves yesterday, which was a record um, for him, I think. Or really? Was it, was it Premier League record? Wow. Was yeah, it, yeah, it yeah that was for him. most for him. Most for him. Yeah, most for him. Right, okay. Only eight, wow. he, eight saves he made when he played against Liverpool, which is... We, of course, yeah. against Brighton. Yeah. I, I, literally said, I literally said this, Ryan, yeah. I said this, I was like, against West Ham, I don't know if you guys remember, but like Lingard's yeah. goals were awful. Yeah, like, so went, went through his, yeah. yeah, and then he turns up against us and was like, incredible. I was like, great, just... It yeah. reminded me of the Ariola one when we drew to Fulham. Like he just decided to have his best performance ever. Just think, yeah. fuck, say what yeah. is us? Yeah, but then our question I've got, boys. Literally. So one question I've got to you, and we'll start with you, Ryan. Um, do you think then? So of course, look, Emi Martinez pulled off some amazing saves. Like there's no getting away from that. It was a really, really good performance from him. But do you think it was? Do you think it was also a factor of like poor finishing, or do you think it was just incredible goalkeeping? I think, well, with some of the efforts, like, as we said, the burn one, I mean, he couldn't have done much more. He put it right in the top corner and he reached that somehow. Um, well, bet you could argue maybe could have got a bit more on it. But, you know, it's still a great save. It's just, oh, it's frustrating, isn't it? Um, Trossard's one, I think, he had, he had a shot, good save. Probably one you'd expect him to make. Oh, was that the yeah, deflection? So, yeah, one was it? Deflected off one yeah, of the Yeah, took a little nick, yeah. maybe. Oh, there's one um, that was on the box, as well had a shot on the edge. Though. Mm. Yeah, yeah, Lexis just, uh, deflected. So, like, you know, they're all pretty decent efforts and they didn't go in. Veltman mm. had a few. Um, oh, yeah. I think out of I mean, the 26 attempts that we had, like 26, it's fucking mental. That's just 26. back to our old ways, isn't it? Yeah. I think that's probably more than we faced against United, had against United. But, like, out yeah. of those 26, I think we had two golden opportunities. One was the uh, Alexis header, who went over the bar, like, really early on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the other golden opportunity was Dan Byrne, I think. I think, yeah, you're probably right, Maz. I think, well, your question was, was the uh, finishing poor? 
I think, yeah, again, our finishing was quite poor from mm. those opportunities. Yeah. So, I mean, we get into those good opportunities, especially Dan Byrne, his attacking positioning on FIFA is probably like 99 out of 100. It's mental <laughs> how he gets in those positions constantly. Even when he's playing left centre-back, he wasn't even playing left wing-back yesterday. And in the first True, half, he fair. had two True. unbelievable opportunities. It's like, how are you there? But True. He, True. I, you know, I slated him last week. Him and all the defence had a really solid game. And I, I think Villa only had like yeah. one opportunity on goal and that's... We, they were so organised yeah. and so solid. But and that's, this, yeah, this another clean sheet. This is the thing, though. Like we, we actually genuinely played really well. Like, I'm not faulting any of the players. I don't think mm. anyone played poorly. Like We actually played really well and we dominated, for me, pretty much the whole 90 minutes. I don't really remember. Apart from that one time in the second half when Jack Grealish was nearly through on goal and like basically could have scored, essentially. Like, I think it was around the 75th, 80th minute. But apart from that, I, I genuinely mm. think we'd done really well and we, we dominated the whole game. And uh, XG again, we were Veltman XG just... champions. Um, so yeah, two point five yeah. nine to this Aston Villa's point one three point one three. It's just like how is that even possible? Like that is oh, a shame. I don't even know. Um, so yeah, we, we, we're gonna you never sing that XG champions. You'll never sing that. We're gonna we're gonna <laughs> win that. Yeah, yeah. Season, yeah. Into a chant. yeah, we're gonna win that. Um, I was gonna say though, Joel Veltman. Oh, yeah, what a player. Man. Give Incredible. him a knighthood. So give good. him a key to the city. He, what a bloke. <laughs> he just he he just absolutely dominated Grealish yesterday completely. He had him in his pocket the whole game. And mm. what was good is he was really winding him up as well. Yeah. I don't know if you saw in that first half. Mm. He was just trying to get to him and it was working because Grealish got booked early on. Yeah. And then I don't know yeah. if you guys saw at half time, Grealish complaining to the referees for a solid like oh, minute. Standards. And he was, was literally it? stood on the on half time. As soon as the whistle went, all of the players were gone. And Grealish just stood with the um, three officials and he was literally just arguing with them, like full on. Mm. And I was just like, mate, just stop complaining. Like, it, it's not yeah. our fault that you spend like 80 minutes on the floor out of diving cheap. Like, <laughs> he, seriously, he, he I hate that guy he, so much. Yeah, he complains He can't, He complains badly enough as it is. However, when things aren't going right for him, you notice that goes up. So he, he's already bad as it yeah. is. But then as soon as things don't go his way, and a, a good sort of, yeah, obviously Veltman had him in his back pocket the whole game. Um, but, but I've got a question for both of you. So Ben, we'll start with you. Um, do you think, obviously Grealish was massively frustrated and basically he kept him out the game uh yeah the whole game Veltman really like got him and so did Kofau I don't know if you remember the West Ham when West Ham yeah. played Villa had him back pocket and he got really frustrated again do you think now that people have working out I know it's not, you know he's not one of our players but do you think Jack Grealish is now being found out in the sense that people now are learning to deal with him because he was like an unknown factor in that in a way uh after last season do you think now people yeah. are starting to work him out I think so I think if you if your team could afford to have a man literally man marking him because even when Grealish went in, inside, like was basically playing centre attack and mid, Veltman was still there. So if you can afford to have like Ben White, luckily we have him then more covering the right back. If you can afford to do that, then I think people kind of have found him out. And you know when I think the I think Zemeka Richards made a really good point. He was saying when Grealish is getting marked out of the game, like he can do, can be, that's when other players like Barkley and stuff should be stepping up. But they didn't. Yeah. I think that's again down to our solid defence. But I think maybe people have figured out Jack Grealish if you're good enough defensively to cope with it then yeah maybe maybe uh, it's going to be a struggle for Dean Smith to get him away from yeah. that and Ryan hmm. um, I'm on the fence a bit because obviously you're not Grealish is like he's a top class player on yeah. his day um, by far one of the best um, so I don't know if it's easier saying you know he's he's been found out but yeah he's been not as good as he has been and, and can be and I think, yeah, as you say, with the man marking of Veltman yesterday, he just has completely had him in his pocket for the whole game. 
Um, and even when he went central, he was in, he was in our pockets. Um, so I suppose you could say that's that's finding him out on our aspect. I don't know if he's been found out for the rest of the league mm. because obviously he's, he's a top class player. But I think just the only thing you need to him, do with Greenish is just people are more aware of that. Yeah, I think as soon as you touch him, he's going to fall over. So mm. just don't go near him. Basically, let him have a bit of room, and well, then if he comes towards you, just just, just take him out like like that one was doing. He just I had was, him. I was just about to say every I, time. I, I, I think I, what, I, what I noticed definitely with yesterday was Veltman from the off, like literally, I think it was like the first couple of minutes, he basically laid into him like straight away. Yeah. And I think that's yeah. basically... He done he, it a few times as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, I think I think Grealish does not like that, you know, obviously I know I don't think any player likes it, but especially Grealish, I think sort of mentally, if he gets taken out straight away, he's sort of like, oh, for, oh right, I'm in a game here. And that sort of yeah. mentally sort of like, okay, for the rest of the game, that sets the tone. And I know that, you know, that whole old saying is like, get into him straight away, lads, you know, like, you know, show, show him you there straight away. But I think it's so much more prudent First for Grealish. Yeah, for Grealish especially. Like, mm. I don't think he likes that whole rough and tough, you know, um, stuff, which Kufal and both um, yeah. Veltman did as well to him. When I was watching it, I really thought, I don't know, you know, when you play for Man you put tackling aggressive. I swear, like, our tackling was a lot more punchy and a lot more aggressive than it normally is. Like, yeah, I saw Basuma flying in, tackled mm. up, and even Ben White and Lewis Dunk, they were getting really involved in the mm. tackles. It, not necessarily on Grealish, but all of the Villa players, you know, they know that they love going down, but if they're going to go down, you might as well actually make them go down properly. Mm. I, I thought our tackling mm. was pretty much spot on. Yeah. Maybe it scared I, the attackers a bit. I remember as well, there was a, there was a uh, in the second half, I don't remember if uh, Mopai tried to get a corner from Mings and Mings was like going mad in his face. He was like, you're, like he was like pointing at him, yeah. going mad at him. And I was just like, okay, it seems like there's a, there's a bit of you know, a bit of animosity between the sides, especially like with Mings and Mopay and yeah, they are having a tussle. In concert hate each yeah. other as well, don't they? They literally oh, hate each yeah. other. Yeah, seen the, it... Have you seen the video of on, Mopay in Brentford when he was spitting on Conce's shirt? No. Um, so they're in. There's a fi- there's a video of Neil Mopay. He's got Conce's shirt on the floor in the changing room, and he's spitting on it and stuff like that. Um, and then do you remember when last year at the Amex? was at Villa. I think I don't know. I think so. I can't. T- I can't remember. I just saw a video of him with the Conta shirt and he was spinning on it and he was at Brentford at the time. So I don't know if Conta had left by that point or if he was still there. Maybe. But they hated each other when they were at Brentford as well. So there was always apparently, like they always hated each other. And then, you remember last season, what happened at the the Amex with Conta and Mope? It all kicked off at the end of the game. Like Mope was proper fighting everyone. Like he's just Mm. taking them all on. Mm. And then, yeah, I remember that because I remember, were you there? Like I was there at that game. And I just remember Mopay just coming back and he was like flying at him like, oh God, it was so funny. That's um, the thing. And it was all at concert. So yeah, yeah, I think that that's definitely stayed. And the Mings as well. He's always yeah. a bit Larry, isn't he, Mings? He's, he's <laughs> just not a very good footballer, to be honest. So yeah. They were just, tussling funny, off the ball. Like, like, I saw like, I think it was in the first half, Mings, like Mopay was breaking run through and Mings it just like shoved him off. Hmm. Like, M- M- Mopay didn't retaliate, which is quite a surprise actually. But yeah, they were just giving it to each other. Yeah, unlike Mopay. Uh, for yeah. a small striker, he was like he wasn't bullying them necessarily, but you know he was giving giving it back a bit, which is great to see. Mm. Yeah, hopefully him and Andone, and when Andone comes back, oh, that'll yeah. just give a little bit of edge, wouldn't it? Because like although it's really it's a bit of a thing with Mopet at the minute because the fan base seems to be quite torn between whether they like him or whether they don't. And I've always loved Mopet, and I like what he is as a character and and as a player as well. Like I, I like him as a player and what he can do off the ball as well as on it. Um, mm. Yes, his goal-scoring form isn't particularly great, but I, I feel from a little bit because I feel like he's the sort of player that needs that sort of big man help with him, like he did at 
like he did at Brentford with with Watkins. And I think with with him, if he had Andone, maybe you know he's quite an, he's quite a fiery person. I'd like it to be Welbeck, but Welbeck's always out, and you know he's not going to last ninety minutes realistically. Um, well, we saw how well they worked together Zikiri. when we played Villa, didn't we? Like the big, the little, yeah. small, yeah. the strike partnership. We yeah, did well. exactly. So, so right, yeah, that's the, this is the classic, but it works. Yeah, here's, here's a stat for you, Ryan. So Neil Mopay in the Premier League, right? He is the twentieth. So out of out of all the forwards in the Premier League, he's the twentieth top goal scorer. So, um, so that's mm. quite. I mean. It's not, I mean, it's not catastrophic, but it's not the best. He's so he, he's but he's uh, alongside Mane and Ings. So people are raving about Ings this season, saying, "Oh, Ings is amazing. Like, he should be yeah. a top four club," and he scored the same amount of goals as him. So you could argue, yes, yeah. you know, I, I agree with you. He could be, he could, he could definitely be getting more goals because he's been in so many positions. I remember there's one. I, my only note I wrote down from yesterday, right, was this one note, and it was about Mope when he had. Mm. And I'll, I'll, I'll get you the note. In the second in the 61st, half, first, yeah, sixty first yeah. minute. Where he um, he should have laid it off to Lana, but instead he shot and um, they blocked it. And I was literally screaming at the TV. I was like, "Just lay it off, lay it off." Yeah. And I just feel like certain times he he has got that. You know, he could be scoring so many goals, and I agree with you, Ryan, in the sense that he could be so much higher in the scoring rankings. But there's certain times where he'll either you know not pass it when he needs to, so you know getting an assist, and he'll just try and shoot. And he'll get, I'll get blocked or it'll go wayward. And I just think his decision-making sometimes is what lets him down. Um, but I think, I think with he's, him, he's got it in him. I think with him, like, you'll miss him when he's gone. I think the sort of thing, mm. like, because I see a lot of people saying, you know, bring on, like, leave Welbeck starting and Mope bench. But I don't think Welbeck will give you the same nah. that Mope does on and off the ball. Yeah. His movement and his, and his ability to hold the ball up. Um, and, and as we saw give the defenders a hard time whether it be verbally or physically he's always going to be you know giving them a bit of a rough time and that's what you want and I don't know whether Welbeck would do that you know I, I think he's a Welbeck's potentially your better option in a one-on-one but I don't I don't know it's a, it's a tough one because then I saw um I put a tweet on yesterday saying I feel like Mope needs a partner and then they said, yeah, but who'd you drop? Because, you know, it's not like Trossard's been playing poorly. In fact, he's been very, very good. And he was probably, mm. him or Veltman was my man in the match yesterday. Mm. Um, so, you know, you can't drop Leo. And then McAllister's been Alexis pretty good. Either, really. It's just, no, so that's the thing. Um, yeah. Who'd you drop? Who'd you put in there? Um, and as I say, with Mope, I think you would miss him if he's not there. He was He's the sort of per- person that would you would miss him. And as you say, like he scored seven goals in the Premier League. And I think the reason why we're noticing, you know, only seven goals in the Premier League, if you like, is because we don't have other goal scorers. We only have him. But that yeah. takes me um, to our, our next top goal scorer is Dunk. In yeah. my frustration watching the game yesterday, I wrote down in my notes, I was like, we're a team full of playmakers and centre backs. Like, I'll explain yeah. that a bit more. We've got one striker in Mope, and then we've got about four playmakers around him. Well, even yesterday, we had like Trossard, Alexis, Gross, and Lalana. Um, because obviously Alzate came off so we had about four centre attacker mids basically and then one striker We, like you're saying maybe we mm. do need to drop one of those centre attacker mids or attacking playmakers and have an extra striker there who can finish mm. because just having all those centre backs and centre attacker midfielders just dotted around the starting eleven, just it, it, that's maybe See, that's why we're not finishing I, our chances I, I personally we think create I pers- but we don't score yeah I, I personally think I agree I agree with you Ben that definitely we need that 
partnership up front. So I think Welbeck and Moper, I would love to see that partnership because Welbeck can do all the running and you know the you know the getting into those great positions, and he can just lay it off to Mopé and hopefully Mopé can then do his you know finish it off. So I, I and I remember what game was it? I can't remember exactly which game it was, but I remember them when they played together. They actually looked really good. Uh, in like the first twenty minutes of them being together, I think it might. Yeah, it was felt. It was. Um, yeah, it was Villa. Yeah, it was Villa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In yeah, the reverse picture, that's the one. Yeah, yeah and it, and I personally thought they looked really good as a, as a combination. Yeah. And, you know, we ended up winning that game, and Welbeck scored as well. So, I just think he, Mope personally for me, I think he works much better with someone alongside him. I just don't, I don't think in that sole striker role. I just for me personally, he doesn't do it in the sense that no. I just I feel like he feels quite isolated and he needs that sort of you know remember against Arsenal as well where he made that little one two and he went ended up scoring and I just feel like when he has those combinations mm. to work off I just feel like he's such a much a much better player and I don't know what you guys think on that but yeah yeah that's basically yeah what I've been saying this mm. whole time but I think with um, oh, I was gonna say something just then it's gone out my head. Um, too many coffees. God, this literally just slipped my brain coffees. completely. This is this is the morning podcast. For you. <laughs> That's mad. Really I was yeah, literally yeah. just about to say something, mate. I was just about to say something. It's just gone, like completely gone. Um, something my dad said about um, oh my god. Oh yeah, that was it. So when Mope seems to get the when he gets the ball, he said every time he's getting the ball in the in the box. Um, he had his back to goal, and that's not what you want from your yeah. from your centre forward. You want them to be facing the goal to get get a shot off as soon as they can. And um, it was what uh, I've said so many times what Angelotti was doing to um, to Calvert Lewin, uh, where he said, you know, he's going to try and turn him into that one touch finisher, which we've seen this season. And he said that's exactly the same way that he trained in Zaghi, and you know, to finish with the first touch. Don't don't try and take too many touches or. You know, just don't even think. If you, if you have an instinct, shoot. You know, yeah, that's mm-hmm. what you need to have. You need to have that striker's instinct. I don't think Mope has that striker's no. instinct at the moment. Um, he has the complete opposite. He, he takes did. like five touches. He has to take like five touches in the box before he actually finally gets a shot away, which is the complete yeah. opposite to what Dominic Calvert-Lewin is doing. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. And yeah. I think, yeah, as I say, when he gets the ball in that six six to sort of twelve yards, he's got his back to goal. And if you've got your back to goal, you're never going to get a shot off. I mean, he's he scored a few turns, and I think it was against West Ham he did the one on the turn. Yeah. But it's not going to happen every time. It's a difficult shot to pull off. Whereas if you're facing the goal, you've got a much better chance of scoring. Mm. No, no, mate, you make make very good points. One, once you finally got that point, <laughs> that was really, yeah. it, was, it was a good one. Um, my but, dad said it to me yesterday, and he picked up on it. And to be mm. fair, he's spot on because we should get him on um, the pod, right? Yeah, it just slipped my brain earlier. <laughs> he could be, a, he yeah, could be get dad on the pod. He, he, get an honorary member. He would love it though. <laughs> It'd be like yeah, Thor dad, dad, dad versus Ryan's dad. <laughs> yeah, the thing is, he's um, he probably wouldn't be very very good on the cameras. I don't think. I don't even know where I got it from because Rye I seem to be the only one in the family that does. Yeah, Ryan dad. But yeah, so, <laughs> I think he'd do it. Um, okay, and and, and he'd yeah. definitely have some opinions. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> some controversial ones. Uh, love it. We need we need to spice up the pod. We'll, we'll get your dad on. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we, we get. Yeah. Let's get him off. We're going to. We're, we actually are going to do a fan section. Actually, coming up, we are going to do a fan section at some point. So yeah, yeah. Whoever's listening, whoever's on YouTube, um, if you want to get involved, just DM DM us on Instagram, um, and then yeah, we'll hopefully try and get that done in the probably like during international break, maybe one of those sort of spots. We'll yeah. try and get uh, and also give us some ideas of what we can do, because maybe mm. maybe getting people on the pod, might, loads of people on the pod, might be difficult. So. 
Do you want to think of yeah. some ideas? Just do like some. I reckon do. we do some like personal ideas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll see. Yeah, give it. Oh give, yeah, give as well. Feedback. My dad's been a fan since the seventies, by the way. So he's probably got a few stories to tell. I love that. Come that, on. That's That'd what we need to get. We need to get. Some, we need to get. Some, <laughs> we need to get some stories on as well. So hopefully, I, I want to get us. Um, I want to get some. Um, some ex pros on as well. Hopefully, yeah. we'll try and get some good stories from them. That that would be good as well. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, back back to back to the the, the game. Um, yeah. Just to summarise, I think because we've pretty much covered off the main talking points. Really, apart you know all the saves that Martinez made. Uh, but just to summarise, yeah, I, I thought it was a really strong performance. Obviously, just the goal was lacking that we needed um, just to get through there. Uh, but on the whole, I was. I was really impressed, and uh, I thought you know the boys done well. And to summarise, you know six unbeaten now, the best in the Premier that we're not done it for thirty eight years in a top flight. So yeah, that's quite, uh, we that can't really we can't complain, can we? Like at the moment where we that's, sat, that's, yeah, that's well, how we're doing, you know. Uh, and well, where, where are we now? We're still seventeenth in the league, or are we gone up or two? Yeah, I mean, my mate who's a Man United fan, he's got a massive agenda against us anyway, and he messaged me and he just said. I've got a lot of respect for Brian at the minute. He said you're doing really. He said you play such nice football, mm. just very, very unlucky. Six unbeaten, yeah. as we just said. I mean, we can't complain at the moment. And I actually uh, was speaking to one of my mates yesterday, and he said, to be fair, a nil-nil against um, Villa yeah. maybe isn't as bad because yeah. you know you look at the um, one-all against Burnley. We really didn't deserve that draw at all. Yeah. So maybe it sort of levels itself out at that point. But, yeah. you know, that's you look one, at, one thing yeah. to maybe take from that. I think what I took from Martinez's uh, post-match interview, he was being like, we came here to win and we came here to look and get three points that would push us further towards the Europa League spots. They just climbed Spurs by beat, uh, by Brewinger with us. So, you know, let's not forget like that we beat a decent team. Last year, we know how bad yeah. they were. And they fluked of Hawkeye and that's the only reason they stayed up. But the only reason, mm. yeah, but this year they're, that's, they're doing well. So I think we, mm. we should be kind of happy with the point. Especially where yeah. we are. Yeah, so yeah. we are 15th now, level on points of Burnley. Yeah, three um, off Palace. Yeah, three off Palace. That's, that's why yeah. that's wow. going to be such a massive yeah. game. Same, same games played oh. as well. So they we played just as many games then. However, around us, um, so Fulham have got two games on ha- uh, got two games in hand on us. Uh, Newcastle, Burnley and Wolves all got a game in hand as well. So yeah, we'll, we'll see how those all pan out. But yeah, even if what, let's say we, we fall to 17th again, wherever it might be, after Burnley and Newcastle win, if they win... Um, you know, then um, yeah, it won't be as as rosy, so to speak. But still, you know, we're, we're doing well. We're still six unbeaten, and yeah, like we've said, we can't really complain. So um, yeah, it's, it's good times to be a. Speaking fan, about Palace, though, I'm 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 feeling good, you know, because mm. they've they've still potentially got Zaha out, um, and I've seen that even if he is in the squad, the chance I'd be on the bench. I mean, yeah. I don't know how true this is because obviously mm. I'm not a Palace fan, so I don't really keep up to date. But apparently Zaha is most likely going to miss it. And I'm not going to try and jinx anything, but in 19 Premier League games, Palace have lost 17 without Zaha. And I think that dates back to like 2016. Really? So that's a mental Yeah. Mm. That's mad stats. Yeah, that so they've is. lost 17 of 19 without... Burnley looked like Barcelona say, against them as well. So that's... Yeah, that's yeah exactly. Like They're the biggest one-man well. one man team in this league, honestly. Oh, like they are the without, biggest one-man team. Without, without Zaha, um, and... Yeah, actually, yeah. Just without Zaha, they are generally, for me, they'll get relegated. Fact. Like, without him, yeah, they, they are in big, big trouble. 
you know. And uh, was it Josh, you mm. know, the Leeds fan that we had on? He said without without Zaha, they would come dead last. He he reckons dead last, not even yeah, they would. Yeah, I he think they would. Like, bottom yeah. of the table. Um, and it, but it just it's mad. That stat mm. you pulled out, Ryan. That is actually nuts. Like to so re- heavily yeah, rely. Yeah, top my head. Even though I yeah, like that. to rely on a but player yeah, that mad. much. Um, I think just shows and I, basically just to clear this up because I, I don't know if he listens to the podcast but HLTCO who's a big Palace fan tweeted yesterday about um, how sort of like yeah he's very obviously upset at the result um, they got basically outplayed off the park and he, he tweeted something and I, and I quote tweeted it saying um, oh you know you've got a very average uh, squad and he, he didn't you know he didn't take that very well uh, and I, he wasn't too happy about that but my sort of just to clear that up I wasn't like you know, having a t- personal attack on him, I was just saying that for me personally, that squad, and especially when you take out Zaha, which you just proved Ryan by that stat, when you take that, when you take Zaha out of that squad, please tell me. Apart from Eze, like with the exception of Eze, please one of you tell me who who's actually good on that team. No, I, I can't. No, their keepers. Guaita, that's it. Yeah, their keepers. Yeah, Guaita. Yeah, okay, okay. I'll what give I that will one. say about that tweet, though, man, is like I think the fact that he. Was he was like blaming the uh, Palace's kind of downfall when uh, yes. Um, Dip of dip of form on the fact that no fans were there. Now yeah. this make that's like kind of laughable for me because professional footballers to get to the point of playing in the like uh, first team football, they were playing youth team football and mm. without any like fans there. So they're used to yeah. playing football without fans. But maybe but that, maybe but... they're used to playing with maybe they prefer playing with fans. But yeah. they are footballers that have got to that point by playing football without fans watching so to blame it on the fact that there weren't any fans there it's just but not only but not only that ben but not only that it's the fact that it's a level playing field for everyone so yeah brighton Brighton don't have any fans like every every team in the in the league doesn't have any fans it's like when people you know like when ty from Arsenal fan tv goes it was raining yeah it was raining for both teams like (laughs) it wasn't one half of the team the pitch that was dry you know it's not it's the same with like in the stadiums you don't have half the stadium with crowd for Mm. one team and half none there's none for everyone so that's that's what i was a bit baffled about that and he was mm. like oh yeah you're just trying to you're trying to get likes on Inst- on twitter i was like what are you talking about i just yeah. simply the fact that no like- fans were there that's the yeah. only re- the only effect that has is that teams can win away more doesn't affect yeah. the, the home players really too much almost much but yeah, no. Uh, look, just to clear that up, it wasn't it wasn't a personal attack at all. It was just generally, I was just saying, I was just stating my opinion that I think without Zaha and Eze, I think it's a very painfully average squad, and I think that's the main. And for me as well, Roy Hodgson is done out here. He is finished. Like as a manager, he is done. Uh, you know, he, yeah, he's, he's I can't very, believe he's even still got a job. To be yeah, fair, he's so old. Like, school. His football. Oh my yeah. god. He's a I'm so glad football. we don't. Imagine if we had Roy. See, this yeah. is the thing. Imagine this if we thing. had Roy. Yeah, mate, Ryan, you know, we were talking about the whole, like, Potter out brigade, right? I would love to see this Potter out brigade brigade to have uh, Hodgson in for a season and then, you know, count your stars, yeah. like, how lucky we are to have Graham Potter in charge because you have all these managers, like, you look at Sam Allardyce, Alan Pardews, Kerbishleys, all these, like, Brexit, old-school dinosaur, you know, managers that have, like, somehow get these jobs, I don't know how, and they just play anti-football. You look at Sam Allardyce, people are like, oh, yeah, he's going to mm. keep him up. He's like, they've been all, they've been probably worse under Allardyce. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I'm so baffled. And I, I think we're very lucky to have a forward-thinking manager in Graham Potter, and I think people forget that um, quite quickly. Yeah, the fan, the I'll fan, wait the until we've played them until I mention Palace. <laughs> yeah. No, we've yeah. got to mention it, mate. We're doing they've a all turned on him anyway. Mm. That's the yeah, thing, like, the, fans, the think... fans are getting wound up by him, and that is... As soon as the fans start turning on the manager, mm. because Zaha's not playing, 
But surely Palace yeah. fans know that they are so reliant on one man team. They can't be that. Yeah, they thing. do. They do. To be fair, they do. They do. I, I was they actually do. looking at I was actually looking at your replies, Ryan, because I know you tweeted Ryan about um, sort of how dependent they are on Zaha. And, and in all fairness to them, I saw a lot of replies from Palace fans going, "We know, like we know we're dependent on Zaha," and they quite mm. like happily admit yeah. that they are. That um, is the one thing about Palace fans compared to like the Leeds fans. They actually know when they're bad. Like mm. they give me a fair amount of abuse and stick, and I don't really care, but. Like, at the end of the day, they're honest and they know that they aren't very good at football and they know <laughs> that their team is is very poor and they know that Roy Hodgson's a massive dinosaur. So yeah. I think that they're, they're probably the realistic fan base, as much as we hate Palace, like, I've got to respect at least they're not completely delusional. I mean, yeah, they have a small small minority and I, I speak to um, Webster from Copper quite often and... He on Twitter, he's just an absolute clown, Harvey. If you do see this somehow, mate, you're a clown on Twitter. Like no one can even lie. But just for context, you know, I speak to him off there. Just off... for anyone doesn't know who that guy is. Yeah, he just yeah. makes he just makes yeah, videos. Not yappy on, Harvey. He just this makes is videos Palace, on Copper yeah, Ninety. This is a passive Harvey. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just makes videos on Copper Ninety basically for Palace, and he just says like he always just puts on bait tweets all the time. Mm. And sometimes I think he's being serious. But I messaged him and I just said, mate. What's your combined eleven for our teams? And to be fair to him, he literally only included Guaita, Eze, and Zaha from their team. That's literally it. The rest he, of them, Brian. And, and even even and Guaita, you could argue honest. Sanchez is better. Yeah, like, you could argue that for some of them. Yeah, and now you can. To be fair, yeah. If I'll give I'll give uh, Guaita it still, just until Sanchez has proved yeah. it for a bit longer. Mm. But when Sanchez has proved it for longer, then fair enough. Mm. But and yeah, talking about Zaha and Eze, I'd take any. You could even so. argue Eze. Like I would. You can, I don't know if I'm being biased, yeah, but true. talking about form like last five games, Trossard's been great, Lex has been great. Like if Eze's replacing one of them, I think that would be up for a debate. I don't think it's that easy for Eze to get true. I don't know. I, I am I'm a massive fan of Eze. Like I remember watching him. Couple it's of the way he ago. glides past players, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. When I first it's watched a, him, I, I was I was, at the, I was at a QPR game and um, I, I watched him for the first time. I think it was against Stoke. And honestly, I was just in awe. I was sat there and I was just watching him. I was like, he's going to be some player. Like, And this was what, and he's what, 21 now or something? Or he's still young now. And this was like when he first sort of burst on the scene. I remember, he just, like you said, Ryan, he, the know. way he got, the way he glides past players is mental. Like, he, he's so effortless. And he reminds me of, um, do you remember Dembele for Tottenham? Like the way, not in the sense that style, like stylistically, yeah, drum, yeah, but like just where how, how, yeah, how he used to just, how he used to beat players. He reminds me of that, like he's just effortless. Like he, he doesn't even look like he tries. And I'm, I'm a massive Eze fan. We've got Taylor Richards though, mate. We've got Taylor <laughs> yeah, Richards. Yeah. Trust me, he'll be like Eze soon. <laughs> yeah. Nah, really, seriously, really? have you seen him? Oh, for nah, Doncaster. He does look good. Oh, he, what a yeah, player, mate. He does look very what good. What a player. Seriously. I've seen some of his goals, Is he actually playing well then? Yeah, yeah, he's been like I saw one of his goals. He went all the way from his own half, and he just literally dribbled through the whole team, and then shot on the edge of the box, went in, and then his goal last week was got Megnuts of the week on Soccer AM, and it also what an um, it also got goal on on the goals. That, of the week. No, that actually Mate, is actually class. So yeah, he um he nutmegged him on the edge of the box, fake shotted it a little bit, mm. and then just reverse shotted through the go- through another guy's legs. He went into the bottom corner. Oh, I feel, I feel like I'm there. Like, literally, I'm so excited like I'm there. to see him. I, yeah, I'm so excited to see him, mate. I was watch, I was trying to watch Doncaster and they lost four 0 yesterday, so I was like, oh, never mind. Oh, but then, yeah, <laughs> won't watch those highlights. <laughs> <laughs> nah, we won't watch that one. But then yeah. when he when he scores next week, it's all good. Yeah, and uh, yeah, but, he's he's 20, so he's um he's only just turned 20 as well. So oh, he's mad. 
He's young. He's got a lot, lot of time. Yeah, yeah no, I, I, I am a massive SA fan, but no, Ben, you're right. You could, you could definitely argue that. That's Richards, by the way. Twenty. Oh, sorry, oh, Richards. Okay, I thought you talked about Eze. Uh, um, Eze's twenty-two. Eze's twenty-two. 22. Okay, there you go. But yeah, uh, you know, going back to the whole sort of debate of sort of who gets in where. Yeah, no, I think Eze and Zaha for me are the only two that, and Gaeta are the only three that sort of have a, a shout at the moment because I just feel like yeah, they're not at the moment. Um, the form, especially at the way they're playing, they just don't. I watched them against Burnley yesterday, and genuinely, cool. they just they did not offer anything. And Burnley, did you see like Van, you Van Arnhol get bodied by Matt Lowton when they scored yeah. that unbelievable yeah. goal? He yeah. Van, Arnold, Van Arnold, like stuck a leg out, and Matt Lowton was like bosh and just flattened into the yeah, floor. It was that. great to I see. Actually, I actually, I actually rate well. I rated uh, Van Hunnerholt before, like, before this season. I think yeah. he's had a poor, yeah. poor season. I actually thought he was a really good left back. <laughs> well, but he's yeah, really he's very good left back. Do you want to hear something? This is what I was saying to um, that Harvey kid earlier. And he said that Patrick Van Arnholt is the worst player he said he's ever seen put a Palace shirt on in the Premier right, League. He said he's that, that's so bad. Harsh. That's, that's what he said. I haven't really watched him close enough, so I can't tell. But that's what he said. So he said it yesterday, so it could have been reactionary. Again, again, uh, you know, Palace fans will know. Palace fans will know much better than me because they watch them week out, week week in, week out. But from what I've seen, um, I thought last, especially last season, he was he was actually really good. He's really Um, good at going forward. Maybe he's not good enough for their defensive. Yeah, because you know how. Yeah, I haven't really watched them close enough. Yeah, maybe not as good as that. I mean, look, Palace Palace fans will know much better than us because they watch them week in week out. So, so it's a fair fair statement from him. But uh, yeah, just from from what I've seen, he he doesn't seem that bad. But what do we reckon, then, boys? I actually realised yesterday. Go on. Sorry, I just realised yesterday. I barely know anything about their team, like apart from Zaha. I literally don't really know anything about them at all. Like it's, not really I'm not even saying that to sound like patronising or looking down on them or anything or just trying to get to them. I genuinely don't really know much about their team. Like I, I sort of know Tompkins and Cahill start, but then I asked that guy yesterday and he said, "Well, he do- they don't." It's no. like hit and miss as who starts and centre backs. I think, I think who they the, said who that they're... Mitchell's good, but he doesn't start because of Roy. Yeah, um, I, I remember. And then it'll be M- who's their right back. Mitchell, uh, Mitchell came up against Lamptey. Do you remember that? Fine. And they had a really good. Yeah. They had a really good battle. Yeah, Mitchell that was actually and, a good little tussle, yeah, to be fair. that was really good, but I, I don't think we're going to see that, are we? Because Lamptey probably is well, no, he's, not going to... Lamptey's back, he back, but... Yeah. He might be back for it. Yeah. He can't start, nice. though. I don't, I don't that, reckon he'll what, start. I yeah, reckon he'll be on the bench. He can't. He can't start. Because imagine, first of all, if you... You can't him, drop Veltman as well. Yeah, Veltman's been classed, firstly. And secondly, imagine he came up... Like, he played... Like, I think I said it last week. Imagine he plays and then he gets injured you know, straight away. You're just like, what? what yeah, point? exactly. I'd rather have Veltman, I'd rather have Veltman um, start. Well, yeah, but bring him on as an impact, sir. That would be unbelievable. Like, mm. Imagine how pacey he would be against that Palace with like 20 minutes yeah. to go. And uh, I've seen a lot yeah. of Palace fans raving about Yaro Riederworld. Riederworld? Um, yeah Yeah, that's so funny how has he got so like decent for them because I remember he was so bad he played against us last season at left back and now he's there holding mid and it's just like how has that even happened? Like, I remember um, it was DeBoer, apparently he was it? for Frankie, their under-23s. It Frankie DeBoer that like, yeah. signed him when he, he came from Ajax, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he came from Ajax. Yeah. yeah, and he said apparently he was one of like the worst players in their under-23s and then he was one of their worst left-backs and now he's in holding midfield and he looks genuinely really good. Mm. It's really weird. Uh, it's a bit like, I guess it's like, but Solly's always had like the talent, but I suppose it's like putting him in left wing back and he's so much more effective than anywhere else. Mm. But, I think he, yeah, he's always been like a mid You think he was always a holding midfielder. I remember like when you sign him from when I, on FIFA, he'd either be like right back or CDM. So like he's always had that in his locker. So putting him left back probably yeah. wasn't for him. And uh, also one one yeah. observation just quickly, just from looking at their squad like briefly, 
Um, they're, they're very similar to us in the sense that their top goal scorer is Wolf Zaha with nine goals. And then you look at the rest of the squad, their second like most score, goal scorers is Eze and Benteke with three goals. So they've got that same sort of problem as yeah, us. Yeah, it's literally this, identical. Yeah, so they've got this, like, this, sole, like, this sole one striker who gets them all the goals, which is our Mope, our version of Mope. And then they've got those... They've got basically no other really people that are contributing goals-wise. And we've got Dunk as ours, and they've got mm. Benteke and Ayu as theirs. Um, oh, sorry. I mean, that's they... another proof, isn't it? If, if Zaha's got nine and Mope's got seven, that's another... Like, you know, people rate Zaha so highly. Mm. And if Mope's got seven goals and people don't rate him that highly, it's another one to say, look, he's not that bad. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. He's not that bad. Yeah, my, my only thing... Just, just going back to Mope, I know we don't want to talk go too much on him but my only other thing as well is that um, assist wise so he's only got one assist to his name and you look at I know this is a big big comparison yeah. like there's, the levels are completely different but you look at the likes of Kane you look at the likes of you know um, you know all these like, top strikers that are doing it they, they they actually provide assists as well as scoring goals so that's one thing I would like to see Mope do maybe just add a little bit more to his game is like you know like for example yesterday when he could have laid it off that would have been if we'd scored from that it would have been mm. an assist to his name so I just feel like sometimes yeah that, that element of the side of his game as well could maybe improve uh, but I mean just score goals for now mate if you're listening just score goals forget about assists for now um, just just put it in the onion bag mate uh, that'd be great oh, I am, I'm one more thing as well for... oh go, go on, on then no 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 you go we'll, I was going to say still on the back of the Villa game hmm. um, I was just going to say Steven Alzate again being put in another position in left wing back I know he played there for Leicester but again another composed performance didn't do a thing wrong he's just Another position to add to his name. I think if you could put, if you had a team of Stephen Alzates of where he's played for us, he'd nearly cover the whole pitch. Yeah. <laughs> we wouldn't need many more players. He's just, yeah, he's just unbelievable as to how he can go to left wing back, right wing back, right, right mid, left mid, attacking mid, centre mid. You know, he can play anywhere, and he's still good. So yeah, he dealt with he dealt with Grealish when he came over to him as well. Did very well. Took him out as well, which was great to see. I've got that photo. Post it on Talk Seagulls. Just beautiful things. Um, yeah, got to give credit to Azate for um, being able to do well against the Villa side, who, let's face it, have been very good this season. Yeah. And we've got someone who's out of position completely excelling again. So, my, more talent. My only thing on Alzate is, right, what is actually his best position? I actually don't know. Well, no, not his best position, sorry. I don't what's, know. His, what's his... What's his no nat- like, what position is does he... Count. So one thing, if I could ask him, is what is your position? Where would you like to play? Because I don't, I don't know. I think his natural is meant to be attacking midfield, isn't it? Yeah, right. Okay. Um, but then he just play. I, I, I like him in wing backs. I think he does well there. Um, but yeah, he just works anywhere, like, like literally anywhere. Deep centre mid, he did well. I think he does quite well there. Yeah, as well. that was like good. Pascal does. That was good. But yeah, I, I, yeah. That's, that's he's just my good everywhere, of, mate. He's good yeah, everywhere. That's my only sort of question. Well, question mark is like, yeah, where do you want to play? Like, what's your natural position? Where Where do you enjoy playing most? Because it's like, I, I, you know, if fan, as fans we watch you, we don't know. Then it must be quite frustrating for him, maybe just the fact that he doesn't get to play where where he wants to. But then it's testament I, I to his see character. It more as positive though. No, no, definitely. It's a, it's a testament to his character. Like, because, as to how good he actually is. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. And the fact he's he, he's happy to play anywhere as well. Like, he, he's like, all oh, right, Gaffer, I just want to play. So I will play anywhere you put me, you know. Because a lot of players would moan about, oh, no, like, this is bullshit. I want to play where I want to play and that kind of thing. So I mm. think it's a, very, it's a testament to his character that he does want to just play anywhere and just want, wants to play football, which is... I'm, no, sure, good. I'm sure the Colombia manager probably likes the fact that he can play in so many different positions. Like, any any mm. kind of player, any team, like a national team, has a, a you know a, num- a set number of players in the squad and versatile players are quite come at a premium. So the fact that he can 
have a player in that squad that can play so many different positions is so beneficial for him. No, for sure. Yeah, I'm a massive fan of him. Really, oh, yeah. definitely. I think he's got a massive ceiling. I mean, as you say, versatility is so hard to come by. Um, and if you've got a player that's got the skill set to do it, because it's not as easy as you'd think. It's not like, you know, you can just put him anywhere and he'll perform. It's it's hard work. Every position is different. And yeah. Azate makes it look easy. And I think that's a very, very big thing, to be honest. It's probably he's, he's not our, said enough. He's our very own John O'Shea, isn't he? He's our very own utility man. Yeah. Do you remember Greg Halford? Do you remember Greg Halford? We played him like up front, centre back, yeah. right back, left back, everywhere. Literally everywhere. He, he um, was, probably he, should have just gone in goal by the end of it, just, to, just for the band. <laughs> but yeah. Nah, he's our new Greg Halford, but a little bit better than him as well. A little bit better, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, with regards to the to Palace game then, boys, what are, what are our predictions? Ben, we'll start with you. What, what, how do you see the game going? Okay. Um, I think... You know, going on the back of another decent performance, I think Trossard is—he's so consistent now. And yesterday, he was—I think, yeah—he's one of our best players. He just the way he looked, such quick feet, he's getting past players really easily, winning decent fouls in good positions. Shame we couldn't do much with them. But um, I think if he plays like that against Palace's defence, he could cause a few troubles. Um, I'm confident that we'll play well. There's no denying that. But it's just whether we'll score. And it's going to be the same problem again. I think. So if we do if we do manage to score probably one goal maybe maybe two but that's again that is really pushing it so I'd like to think it'll probably be or wouldn't like to think I think it probably will be one nil to the Albion one nil to the Albion Ryan depends if we can take our chances really doesn't it because I don't have a doubt that we'll go and try and control the game create lots of chances run them around a lot and then it'll just be a matter of you know. Can we score? Mazza's having a choking fit. It'll be it'll be it'll be a matter of you know can we score when we get into that position? And I, I hope we can because you know we've proved that we can do it um, against Leeds, against uh, Liverpool. So we've proved we can do it. Yesterday was a bit of a like you know a shadow of what we have been like. But I feel like you know if we take our chances, we dominate the game like we know we can. Mm-hmm. If Zaha's out as well, I'd like to think we can go beat them two or three nil. But you know, I won't get too excited because that's what we can do. Um, but I Guaita's think more the game maybe, maybe a one nil. Yeah, that's also a thing as well. Quite as good. Made so, so many amazing saves. Let's go either. Let's go head saying one nil, heart saying three nil. Yeah, nice. I'm with you there. Like that, like that. Um, then that leaves me. Then so I think yeah. Uh, just I mean, it's pretty much echoing what you both have said. But yeah, going into the game, I'm full of confidence. Just the way that we've been playing. You know, even last night, I thought we were by far the better team and against a good Villa side as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, my one fear is Gaeta turning into Superman. Um, and he, I remember yeah. against Spurs, he was unbelievable. I don't even remember that yeah, game against, against Spurs. Spurs. He yeah. was unbelievable. Um, so if he, if he pulls out one of those, then oh, yeah. yeah, cheers, R.I.P. us. Um, but no, if, if we. <laughs> We can play the way we know we can. Um, I think some okay, so I'm gonna go with a 1 0 win, however, I think it will be another draw because we are draw specialists this season and we drew against yeah, them. If in you the want first a draw, year, come to us, yeah. You know, we, we, drew, we drew, yeah, we drew against them <laughs> with McAllister <laughs> last minute, uh, yeah, injury time equalizer, um, and then. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be another draw, yeah. So I'm gonna go with the win, but. I would not be surprised at all if we did get a draw. So yeah. Let's let me, being more positive, we're on the back we're in some decent form if you look at our results. And oh, I don't 100%. know past Very Burnley's I don't know past um Palace's loss to Burnley. I'm I'm assuming they're pretty out of form as well. So yeah. well if you're looking at it on paper really it's, it should be a guaranteed win, but that could be egg egg on my face and Palace could turn up and their players other than Zaha if he's out 
might have one unbelievable game. You just don't know. They might be, yeah. yeah, they might be really up for it. They might think, look, boys, we got the fans on our back here. We know how badly we are. We know how badly we are when we don't have Zaha. Let's really try it in a yeah. big derby for them. So you don't know what the Palace players are going to be thinking. They're obviously yeah. going to be wanting to That's play true. well. So. Yeah. yeah, I think you Royal parked the bus though. I think he'll just. You remember what he did at Sellers? He just literally parked the bus for like mm. ninety minutes, and that was with Zaha. They didn't do anything. They only game. scored yeah. from like, that at all. Stupid yeah, penalty. That was actually, unfortunately, that was actually got well, yeah, with that. that was never a pen. Oh. Yeah, that was it. And they, then they were actually dead they literally that just parked the bus for yeah eighty minutes. Parked the bus, and even when we played them at the Amex game before that, the day after my birthday, it was literally they basically parked the bus for majority of the game. We had like twenty shots or something ridiculous. And then they scored one counter-attack with Ayu. Ayu, how you say his name. Um, and then what was the one that sell us before that? Oh, yeah. We dominated them. Yeah. One all finished because yeah. Zaha scored in like the 70th minute. Yeah. So literally, it's just him carrying. Yeah. Um, and then the season before that, we've got a double over him. So, yeah, basically, we've got the better hand of him nearly every time. But they've just been very lucky. So hopefully yeah. that our unluckiness comes to an end and their luckiness can finally come to an end. Because it seems so, you know, 3-0 lost to Burnley. Maybe their luck's over hopefully yeah, fingers um, crossed. but yeah it'll be a, it'll be a t- tough game because it's always like a cup final isn't it yeah so we'll see we'll see well fingers crossed boys the positivity train is uh we're still going we're still we're still going away so fingers choo, still choo. going mate still choo, going. Choo. but just uh, talking of talking of zaha we, we mentioned him quite a few times now he, he did a really good uh really good interview on, on another podcast uh on the judy um yeah and he said something yeah, really, sort of, yeah it, it was, that was a really good podcast and he did say something that was quite big like went quite uh viral in the in the media world and um, he's talking about taking the knee um so yeah j- just to briefly touch on that just just quickly um we just want to talk about uh that whole sort of scenario and sort of the effects on it um as you know on, on a social side of things and yeah he made he made a point of saying that it's sort of like it's lost its um what's the word it's lost its uh effect meaning so it's, yeah it's, it's meaning so um yeah. you know you could definitely argue for and against that i think um you know i personally think yeah some people might see it but then at the same time people are talking about it and that's that's the that's the point of it isn't it it's to raise awareness in my eyes it's a reminder every single time they do it the commentator says the players are taking the need for black lives matter and you just you know it's a constant reminder that's that's why i see it as beneficial 100 um and that that's you know and that's a great thing and then but then you could argue on the flip side um again to to play devil's advocate um you could then say that you know (laughs) it's one of those things is like okay it's great doing that and, and yep, it does raise awareness, all these great things, but then what are the tangible actions that are being taken? So, you know, what are actually people doing about mm. this? Like, you know, uh, you know, I'm starting to think that now. I've got yeah. to be honest. Yeah. yeah. And, I'm and starting it, to think, is it really working? I don't, I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I mean, I think with the two Anzebe's comments recently, it's like, it's not doing anything. If anything, it's probably ad- aggravating it worse. If, if you know what I mean? So mm. I don't know. I don't know what the yeah. answer is. I think the answer to me would just be, Look, if you're going to be racist on social media in person, it's a life ban from mm. the, the from the stadiums or on social media, whatever it is, right? Yeah. So when we get back to great games, if there's a monkey chance or if there's a bad bad chance, instant life ban without even a doubt. If it's in if it's on social media and with and to Anzabi's comments, it's horrible. It was just calling him black and all this horrible stuff. It's like, well, just ban him, just mm. ban him straight away. Don't don't think about it. Don't do the suspension. Don't do the stupid six month ban just ban them just t- take them off the take them off social media it's their yeah. it's their fault they've tweeted it they've commented it whatever they've do, done whether it's a joke or not it's not funny yeah. so you're done yeah. that's that's as simple as and, that and, and another i don't know if taking these working anymore yeah uh, um and you know it's it, that's the thing it is, it's those like 
like we just said, there's loads of pros and cons. Like, you know, it's keep it's raising awareness and keeping people talking about it, which is the whole point. Um, but then on the flip side, it's like the tangible. We want to see sort of tangible actions from it. So there's definitely like two sides to it. And I think, you know, it's not it's not for us to say, you know, because you know it's not for us to say and decide on that. But we can obviously give our opinions on it. Mm. But one thing, I, one thing I do keep seeing on um, the whole. Let's let's talk about the social media thing now. Like going away from the taking the knee and the BLM thing. Um, you know, to people I see on social media, it's like, oh, these footballers, if they don't like the abuse, why don't they just log off, turn off? You know, why don't they just deactivate? I'm like. What? Why should? Why yeah. should someone? Why should someone deactivate or you know cancel their blah 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 like get rid of their social because someone's being racist to them or they're abusing them? Like why should they? Yeah. Yeah, why should they sense. be going off social media? That's like such a, a ridiculous mm. thing to yeah, say. Someone like, suggested that footballers shouldn't have social media. So like that is that, yeah, that's, that's just so far. Like, yeah, why why so shouldn't dark. they? Why shouldn't they be able to have what? social media? Like that's such a stupid mm. thing to say. Um, so that that one that, yeah, that, that, that no sense. yeah that really did annoy me. And what was the other one as well? That like, quite oh, literally um, made me laugh. <laughs> yeah, and and then the other one. It's I good to see Aaron Connolly back though. Aaron Connolly's back on social media. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Hopefully, yeah, oh, is he? I haven't actually yeah. noticed. Now. He came back. Uh, and the other thing as well, I, I see. I follow him back now. It's <laughs> really funny that I see is um people going, oh well, they get paid enough. I'm like, what has money got to do with someone? Being abused, um, yeah, you know, it's not in their contract. Say you might suck, you might have abuse and that kind. Of, it's not yeah. in their contract. They don't <laughs> yeah. they, notice how all of it. the arguments. Notice how all of the arguments against it are so Ridiculous. dumb. With yeah. That yeah. Logic. yeah, like yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's how I sort of view it. I'm just like. I can't even be bothered with it because it's like if you're just going to argue with no facts, then you're just irrelevant. No, to me, exactly, that's exactly. How I sort of look. Yeah, come come to the party yeah, with some so facts dumb. and some actual, you know, decent points of view. Then we yeah. might take you seriously. Uh, but until then, please don't spout absolute bollocks. Uh, but no, but it'd be really interested to hear people that are watching on YouTube um, and even on Instagram, Twitter. Like, send us your DMs and stuff, and we could even maybe do like a little poll on Instagram, whatever, or like a question sticker. Um, yeah, just let us know your views. You know, in the comments down below, like what you what do you think should be, you know, step taken on social media um, and all the other things that we've discussed it'd be great to hear from you guys as well so um, if you're watching on YouTube stick it in the comment section and um, yeah we can react but apart from that I think we've pretty much covered everything haven't we boys I don't know if there's anything else someone wants to, to talk about gonna beat Palace gonna beat Palace <laughs> yeah. go smash him Oh, we oh, have, yeah, we've go. got a week. Go. We've got a whole week. We've been yes, so used to doing was, yeah. weekends yeah, yeah, yeah. and then midweek yeah. game, and it's just non-stop podcast. Jesus Christ! But we finally—I mean, <laughs> yeah. I'm not doing them, but I've finally got a week <laughs> off. We've got a week off, boys, just to yeah. relax. We've got a week off editing as well, Ben. <laughs> a week off yeah, editing. Yeah, that's true. But I was yeah. just thinking, saying that, like, what else am I going to do? Like, anyone want to play <laughs> yeah, pro clubs yeah. this week? Just, <laughs> we should make a pro clubs team, and we should, we should do a Seagull social program. That would be so jokes. Oh, about the banner on that. Funny. But yeah, no. So you yeah, won't be seeing, he, you won't be hearing us from us probably until well, Tuesday, when probably Tuesday? Wednesday. Oh, Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday. But no, that, that, well, Ben, yeah. you, you you bring up a good point actually. That's actually one thing I was actually going to ask you, and we'll start with you, Ryan, just quickly. Um, with regards to that, obviously we've been having a lot of games. So we've, I think, for, the, for as long as I can remember, we've had a game on a Saturday uh, or Sunday, and then we've had one midweek, um, Tuesday or a Wednesday. Two or three, nearly every week. Yeah, uh, and it's been yeah. going for quite a while. Like, do you think that's going to benefit well, obviously don't get me wrong obviously rest is gonna of course benefit us but like do you think we we're better when we just have consecutive games and keep that flow of games or do you think it's good for us to have that week break and you know get that rest i suppose i'll tell you what um i got good insight from this i spoke to glenn murray um mm. probably a year Shout ago now at the amex oh, sorry not the amex it was at the uh training ground um, so he his insight on this is obviously going to be second to none. Yeah. Um, and he said that obviously for obvious reasons, if you're winning, it's great. You want to keep playing. Mm. You want to keep playing. He said if you're not, 
it's not. You don't want to play anymore. You want to just have that break. You want to have the week off. You don't want to think about going to a game. And that makes sense. You know, if you're on high confidence, you want to keep playing. And that, that, that completely makes sense. And he also said the point of none of us are ever 100% fit. We're always carrying a knock. We're always sore. We've always got something wrong with us. None, no one's ever fit 100% every single game. Mm. And that's another thing that I thought was really like sort of obvious, but at the same time, like very interesting, you mm. know, because we always expect these players to go out and give 110% every single yeah. week. And, you know, you'd expect it for effort. But at the same time, if they, you know, you don't know how much knocks and things they've carried. I mean, look at the Jurgen Klopp thing, actually. Let's uh, just take it onto that sort of diversion um he's getting a lot of stick from myself included i think just for band reasons i was just taking a mick out of liverpool because it's just class to see him fail a bit. It, yeah. but you know after what you see about klopp and his mum um sadly dying i think last week um uh, i think week, it was, yeah, before in, that i think yeah, um, about a month ago now it was a few weeks ago so he's been carrying yeah that something like that yeah something like that so yeah he's been carrying that poor form and i thought i saw he break down on the interview after the game yesterday because they said um, I admitted, yeah, yeah admitted so you've thrown away the title, like, yeah, yeah, oh, really? yeah, and he just basically said, sadly, yes, and he started crying, and that was on the interview straight after the game, oh, I didn't, I didn't and you can just tell, now. like, the, the guy's a broken man, mm. yeah, he was like crying, I'm pretty sure, oh, because he so can't, you can tell he he's a broken go, man, you can't see his mum, you can't go to like, you can't visit, yeah, he no, can't exactly, funeral, yeah, and um, yeah, and Graham Potter had the same, didn't he, last year, uh, when his dad died. Yeah. No one really knew about it. And I was actually at that press conference at the time when he said it and he had revealed it. And everyone was like, oh my God, like, mm. Graham, you're right. Like, mm. Seriously. Yeah. And um, you could tell he wasn't okay. Um, and he revealed it at that press conference. And like, all of a sudden the mood was just changed because people don't appreciate that, I suppose. So yeah, going back onto the Glenn Murray thing, as well as just, you know, physically, you know, you're taking knocks. Mm. You don't know what these players are going through. Jesse Lingard, another one with his... He's um, looking after his family. So, yeah, I've gone off on a bit of a deeper version of this, but I thought I'd uh, bring bring the insight of the press sense, conferences yeah. experience I used to go yeah. on. So, yeah, it was uh, very interesting to say the least. Yeah. No, no, I, I mean, you, you pull up a, uh, two good points. Yeah, we, we always think about the physical aspect. It's like, oh, there's, you know, they've got, they're playing two games a week, blah, blah, blah. Physically, they're going to be struggling. But then, yeah, you're right. We don't think about the mental aspect of it as well. Like, they're, you know, they, they have to, to sort of get themselves up for two games a week. So mentally, they're going to have to like, you know, raise their game, etc. But then they got, yeah, they could have, they're having financial problems. They could be having home problems. They could be having relationship problems. Like, they could literally, anything could be going on in their lives, whether it be positive that, or negative. They'll have financial problems. But yeah, well, I yeah, reckon yeah. the rest of well, it, right? Hey, no, you never know. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> they might have like, invested so, in AMC by accident. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they might have invested into the wrong stock, yeah, stocks and Blabbering shares. But no, 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 but no, but you know, people, you know, for example, there's loads of examples: uh, Cottrell, Corker. They all had gambling problems that you didn't know about. You know, um, true, they, they run true. themselves Paul into Merson. massive. Yeah, Paul Merson. Like, there's been, like, you know. Anyway, we digress. But like, there's basically they ha- all have their own problems, whether it be small, large, whatever it might be. So they're going to have, you know, mentally and physically, they're going to they struggle. So no, I, yeah. I think the physical one's the one that I was, yeah, trying to get to. The, yeah, the fact that no, no one's ever 100 percent fit, you know. Like mm. you think about it, you you imagine how many knocks you're taking a game, especially yesterday, Grealish. You might have knocked it from Veltman. Mm. He's mm. going to be sore today. He's going to be very sore. Yeah. Uh, he's going to have a lot of ice packs on. He's going to be thinking, oh, he's probably got a lot of bruises up his leg because uh, Veltman was all over him. But you know, that's that's what we like to see. That's that's what it's all about. No, but, definitely. Um, yeah, I suppose it's just one thing we don't really consider. Yeah. Uh, but ben, that's the original question. Yeah, 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 yeah I was about to say, Benny, go. On. 
I definitely think that... Yeah, original question. It makes sense. Like, you know, when we have the international break, we're normally we're wishing for an international break because we kind of come out of form. And then you're like, right, it's time to yeah. reset. It's like hitting the reset button, you go again. So I would 100% yeah, yeah. rather be playing Palace on Wednesday, for example, rather than another yeah. like five days or whatever it is. Um, I think it really yeah. does play effect. You know, they're going to have a week off or maybe a couple more days than that. And they'll be thinking, right, let's really work on each, like work on the team here during this week off. I don't think any of the teams have had a week off for a while. I know Villa did, yeah, which is quite weird. But I think, yeah, it might be beneficial for Palace and it might be negative yeah. for us because we, we want to keep on that, that hot streak that we've high been on. Confidence. Yeah, yeah, high I, I, confidence. Yeah, high confidence. And I it think might, you, I it might you, dip. Yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head, Ben. That's the same same sort of answer for me is the fact that they're going to have an extra week. Well, they're going to have a week to recover and obviously give Zaha more time to get get fit. So that, that's not good for us. Um, and also as well, I think because they're Hopefully playing... Hopefully still out, please. Yeah, fingers out. crossed. But they're, they're, they're playing badly, so they're going to appreciate the week's rest, whereas we're playing quite well. So we're, mm. we're going to want to carry on that momentum. So I think, yeah, you've hit the nail on the head for me, Ben. I think that's exactly the same answer for me. It's like, yeah, I'd rather play... Wednesday or whatever it might be to get you know get them whilst they're they're down or get them whilst they're quite vulnerable. Um, but yeah, and I was going to give them an extra time to work on things like look assess like basically where they're going wrong and get Zaha back. So I mean yeah, I think it definitely benefits them more than it does us. But we'll see, we'll see. You never know. We could mm. you know it still could do wonders for us. Fingers crossed. It might mean um, that they're just dwelling on the negatives for even longer. You never yeah, know. It true. Might just mean that they can't. <laughs> yeah, because I know some. You actually like, do, yeah, going back on know. what I kind of said about some players. Some teams that are playing poorly want a break. Some players even say against that, completely opposite. They say they want to play straight away to get out of that form again. Yeah. So it's they, them, yeah. those Palace players might be itching and really frustrated the fact that they're going to have to dwell on that negative result for mm. an extra week or three 0 at Burnley. Is yeah, that's, yeah. that's a hefty one to take, isn't it? Oh, lucky lads. That's a hefty one down, to take when they just down on the play, I suppose. Burnley had only could, only scored five goals away from home before that game. And they went and hit Palace for three at Sellers Park. Well-organised Palace for three at Sellers Love Park. Love to see yeah, it. it was, uh, I, I celebrated that um, that Lowton goal. I, oh, I was like proper. Beautiful. I was like, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I saw that going. The surprise yeah, on the players' no, faces. It was, it was so it's funny. Like, Ashley Weston was looking at him like, how have you just done that? <laughs> Ashley Barnes went like that. When, oh, yeah. 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 I saw that run coming all the way because he, he he took it, didn't he? He took on mm. one and two and then he just kept running. He kept running. I saw, I thought, he's going to chip that over. He's through yeah. there. He chipped yeah. it over. I was like, oh my God. And then he volleyed it. I was like, oh, what a goal. He made it, it, was, so it, was, it was so funny as well. Was good I, I, I was working yesterday as well and um, I did I, I did a tweet a video of the the goal, of the Loughton goal and I just went, uh, Burnley are making Crystal Palace look, uh, no, sorry, uh, yeah, Burnley are making. Uh, sorry, Crystal Palace are making look Burnley. Uh, like <laughs> Barcelona. Yeah, yeah. Finally, finally got there. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah it, it's not as funny. Anymore, really did. I just absolutely killed it over there. Um, but yeah, it was. We funny. saw glimpses yeah. of well that against us, though. <laughs> they they did they did have a few decent bits of play against us. And we were, I even said in the last podcast, I was like, they look. Yeah, like yeah. The team that they cut us open a couple of times, didn't they? Yeah. Mm. Right. There you go. Right, boys. Yeah, boys. Anyway, that's yeah that. it's been a pleasure, um, as always. And of course, fingers crossed, we do beat Palace. Uh, and hopefully we have a good podcast when you next see us. But of course, if you're watching on YouTube, please do like, comment and subscribe. It does mean a lot to us. And of course, keep streaming it on Spotify and Apple. Um, again, it does really, really help. And anything else, boys? Before I'm going to say one more thing. One go more on. thing. Just one more thing. Happy birthday to my dad tomorrow and my oh, mum this week as happy well. Happy birthday, Mr. Adson. Two birthdays in a week and I won't be on podcast again before that. So oh, we do go. a happy birthday live on air. Yeah. So yeah. Happy there birthday we are. to Mr. And, and yeah, Mrs. Hopefully that's a good luck there job. There you go. Happy birthday. Oh, also as well, it's, uh, it's Valentine's Day today. <laughs> Another one. It's Valentine's Day today. Oh yeah. Um, so for anyone Sunday. who's watching, 
um, in the comments <laughs> down below, um, just put down um, what we're going to. I was going to say, put down "Happy Birthday" to Ron's dad. Oh, there you go. All right, put that down. Put that down in the comments. And my mum. Oh, my mum as well. And his, and his mum. So just put happy okay, birthday, just put happy birthday, Mr. and Mrs. Adsit. Put that down. Yeah, yeah. Happy yeah, birthday, do. Mr. and Mrs. Adsit. <laughs> in the comments down below. Thank you very much. There right, you thank you very much for listening, guys, and we'll see you after the palace game. Peace. Bye bye.